Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of How I Teach with the Language Arts Lady. I'm Donna Reach, your hostess, and I'm excited to bring you some teaching concepts from essays this week. And uh, without further ado, let me just get some housekeeping things out of the way. So here we have your teacher's notebook. These are available every time I drop a new hit, How I Teach episode. At video, as video or as audio. Those are two ways that you can consume this. Obviously, if you're on the video, you get to see the entire PowerPoint, which is this teacher's notebook uh, in a PowerPoint format. So if you are able at all to watch the video at YouTube or at the Language Arts Lady blog, that would be uh, preferred. But you can also listen to the audio and print off this teacher's notebook. I recommend that you print off the teacher's notebook regardless of whether you're doing the audio or video because here you go, free lessons for you to use with your students. So this is episode number 48. So that means there are 48 teacher's notebook sheets, uh, booklets. And so 48 of those, and they are all together. Let me just bring you to that page. They are all together here at uh, languageartsstudyblog.com forward slash teacher's notebook. Um, or the individual episodes are at uh, forward slash how I teach. All right, without further ado, let's head on over to the PowerPoint and dig in to this week's lesson. Um, there we go. All right, um, I have talked about essay writing uh, many times. As a matter of fact, the last episode was um, a five paragraph fun essay, which is kind of what this one is as well. Um, and it was, three things that you would like to be friends with from a medieval castle. Just a great fun opportunity uh, for students in fifth grade through ninth grade maybe uh, to write. And I also had a lot of tweaks for uh, taking it down a level or up a level. So um, that, is, that is available there. But last week I focused on the opening paragraph and the closing paragraph of essay writing. So today I'm gonna to focus on some other aspects uh, from Dumbo level three. So all of my hit books are leveled one, Roman number one, two, three, four, and five. Um, and they are how I teach. Uh, they're, I'm sorry, they are right from us. <laughs> right from us uh, books. This is level three. So level one is second and third grade. Level two is fourth, fifth, and sixth. Level three is seventh and eighth. Level four is ninth, 10th, and 11th. And level five is more like 11th and 12th or um, with a lot of upper level type of um, assignments. All right, so uh, we are going to start with the overview box. So the overview box is a box that tells us what the entire project is about. You can see this says projects one and two, original three P's of informative writing. Um, so three paragraphs of informative essay writing and it is of elephants. And it's really, it's really fun. I have, um, let me see, eight, six, uh, six, I have six, eight, six. Yeah, I have um, 20 students right now in grades five through um, nine writing this uh, essay. As a matter of fact, this very moment, uh, we're having so much fun with it. It's a great way to kind of round out the, round out the year because uh, we, um, we'll get down here in a few weeks with our classes. All right, so uh, 
This overview box tells us what the entire project is about for the entire two weeks, it says projects one and two, that usually means it will take two weeks, but actually by the time they give me their papers with their checklist challenges, and they go out to the editor and then they come back to me and I edit them and grade them and score them. And then they go back to them and then they do a final. It's more like three weeks. So, um, uh, but the important thing to know about the overview box is that this is a place where students and parents and teachers can go to find out what the entire project entails. It's really a great thing because uh, they don't have to worry about, you know, wondering how many paragraphs am I doing? You know, a lot of times they would text me. I have students and parents text me like five times a day because I do have a lot of students. Um, but, and I don't mind that, but if this is all right here, it answers a lot of their questions immediately. Uh, so this is the overview for the entire two or three week project. And it tells them all of the aspects. So we'll come through here with the highlighter and we will mark all of these things that are pertinent to them and their level. So we have, um, uh, the topic of essay, Roman number one, and I always give them ideas. Now, this is an elephant essay. We've, I've also had an elephant story uh, that I've done a hit over, but this is an elephant essay. And so we are focusing on three, three paragraphs, three topics, and that really makes it easy for students. It, when you say, when I say to them, I want you to write a three paragraph uh, essay or report in that case, probably more like it, but uh, about elephants. Um, they know to break down their paragraphs. We talk about that. You know, that one paragraph has to be about where they live. One paragraph has to be about their physical features. One paragraph has to, or could be about their physical features. One paragraph could be about um, poaching, right? But that when, when we lay it out like this for students, three aspects, three things. I'm going to dig into this more when we, watch, when we look at the sample, but when we tell them this, all of a sudden, and I even tell them this, don't forget, this is like three mini essays. Can you write a one paragraph essay about a place that you can find elephants? Yeah. Can you write another one paragraph essay about a second place that you can find animals? Yeah. Can you write a third one paragraph essay about a place that you can find animals? Yes. And then I say, then you can write a three paragraph informative essay about elephants. Boom, as my, as my students and I like to say. All right, so rather than mic drop, we go boom, whenever I'm done giving an example or something. <laughs> so cute, oh my goodness. All right, so uh, this, these are really, really fun topics. I'm gonna tell you a few things that my kids are doing in just a minute, but uh, here are some ideas. And if they, they don't have to use these ideas, they can find something else. Right, and while we're while you're thinking about this three paragraph essay about elephants, think also about other animals. You could do this about anything. Elephants are just really unique and have a lot of fun characteristics, but you could seriously do this about three um, aspects, three things about dogs, three things about uh, monkeys, three things about crocodiles, right? Three things about horses, right? There are so many ways that you can go with this. Um, but the elephant one is definitely fun. And I like to have the kids all doing a similar topic all at the same time, even though they have different essays, you know, so we're all doing elephants at the same time. All right, so three places they can find elephants, three movies with elephants in them. And um, definitely one of my students is doing that. She has um, 
Horton Hears a Who, Dumbo, and uh, Dumbo Drop, I believe it is. So those are three movies that have elephants. Uh, you'll see in the sample, we have three books with elephants as their stars. And um, I have a couple of kids doing that very uh, in a similar way to the, to the sample. Uh, three unique characteristics of elephants. So not like where do they live and, and kind of like dry and informative, but instead three unique characteristics. You know, their eyes are beautiful and known for da 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 da. They, you know, maybe there's something that's really unique. I, I'm, my kids are going to tell me in their papers, but maybe it's something like um, uh, the amount of food that they eat to in proportion to their body weight each day. Or maybe it is um, uh, the price that what their tusks are made of, the price of tusks, and, um, you know, why they need to keep their tusks. So, you know, three unique characteristics, three elephant fallacies. This was really fun and cute. Somebody's doing that, um, like uh, that they're afraid of mice or like they have a good memory. You can see how fun this can really get. Three endearing characteristics of elephants. And so with that, you know, they might do something like uh, their eyes are endearing. They might do something like, um, something about how they raise their offspring. I don't know if that's endearing, but if, the, if it was, they could do that. Um, they could do um, uh, how they, uh, um, uh, how long they take care of their young or how, um, how uh, oh, what else would be endearing? Eyes, I can't, I don't, I can't remember who's doing that, what they're doing, but anyway, three endearing characteristics, unique, uh, endearing characteristics. Uh, three uses for elephants in history. So this time it was used for cardi um, for uh, bringing in the king. This time it was used for uh, dragging uh, lumber and stone and so forth. This time it elephants were used for um, uh, oh, I can't remember what the third one was. So anyway. <laughs> I'm not giving you three, but I showed the kids right in class, you know, I say, what, what do you think you want to do? And they say it, and then I speak it into my phone, and I show them how there are so many sites that have unique uh, characteristics or things like that. Um, another student, uh, kind of um, springboarding off of the three uses for elephants in history, another student is doing three battles that elephants were involved in. Uh, three books or authors, that's going to be like our sample. Three reasons people poach elephants. So very distinct, one reason, second reason, third reason. Three early references to elephants in history. Um, uh, I also told them that they could do another really cute one would be three uh, quotes about elephants. And then they just expound upon each quote. And again, that is a quote essay. That is a template essay that I teach my students and I hope to get up this summer to my teacher's day teacher store, but that is a template essay. It's one paragraph and they have, they know they've done, they've done them. They've done enough quote essays to know uh, how to do a quote essay, what all needs to be included with the quote and so forth. So that was a really great idea. Um, and um, another one was, well, anyway, I had a lot of good opening and closing ideas, but uh, I did opening and closing last week, but oh, last time, but let me just tell you this. I told them that a really cute one would be um, a uh, 
the um, one in the Dumbo movie where they say, I've seen a lot of things, they sing it, I've seen a lot of things, I've seen something, 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 but I've never seen an elephant fly. I told them that would be an amazing opening uh, quote to use. And then I, whenever I tell them something that I think would make a good opening, then I like to make it up as I go. So I, I'll say something like, you know, uh, in the infamous movie, Dumbo, a, I don't even know who sings that. I wish I knew it might be a monkey. Um, but I say this animal uh, sang this song about Dumbo, the flying elephant. And then they would write the song and I tell them how to block it. If they have more than a couple lines, they block that song. And, uh, you know, they say, da, 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 but I'm not, but I never seen an elephant fly or whatever. And then they could go on because they have to have an explanation with that. Then they could go on after that and they could say, um, uh, while elephants flying is a unique characteristic that probably never really happened or uh, other than in movies where they are transporting them in the air or something. However, elephants do have many, many uh, unique and endearing characteristics. There's a reason why uh, X number of people uh, say that elephants are their favorite animals at the zoo or at the circus or whatever. Um, and, uh, and the three most endearing characteristics, three endearing characteristics about elephants are, and then they do that, 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 So isn't that cute? That's so cute. Okay. So, oh, also decorating with elephants. So that was another one, like three, um, materials that decorative elephant statues are made out of. So like metal or silver, uh, jade you know, maybe pearl. Um, and with that, then they would be, you know, telling all about that element, all about when elephants were first made of that, uh, when elephant um, statues were first made of that. Um, and maybe they would put that even in chronological order or something like that. So, so many great ideas. I love this essay. Okay. So then we're going to come down here to Roman numeral two and everybody's going to do three paragraphs for the body. And then this is where I break up based on level. So basic students are the younger students or the less mature or the ones who are not as strong in that particular writing type. That's a really cool thing because I might have students who are basic in an essay like this and they're gonna find a quote and they're gonna find some, some material and it's not their strength. But then we come along and write the elephant story, which we probably wouldn't do because we'd be back to back, but we come along and write um, you know, a story about getting away from a villain getting away from Hook and the Peter Pan story, we write a story about getting away from a villain, and all of a sudden that student is, is definitely extension, right? So we can, we can adjust their writing, their um, level of their assignment links and expectations according to their strength in that particular writing type. I love that. All right, so everybody's going to write an opening paragraph, and then we're going to go back up here and everybody's going to write a closing paragraph. Meanwhile, um, I said this before, but just as a reminder uh, in other broadcasts, but they will have their highlighters right here and they will be marking this whole page all up. And somebody's inevitably gonna say, hey, can you go back to Roman numeral four? Did you say everybody's doing an opening this time? Wait a minute, sorry. Did you say that everybody's doing an opening this time? And I'll say, yep, let's go back to number four, circle or highlight that if you missed it before, guys. Everybody's going to write an opening, but don't forget, we'll do that after you write the paragraphs of the body. And oh, what's the wrong way? <laughs> okay. And so then sources, they do not have to cite sources formally, but they have to 
news sources to find out about their chosen aspects. And um, they do have to get enough information, probably from a source, for these um, five to seven sentences per paragraph or six to eight sentences per paragraph. Um, and they do not have to have a quote. And again, this is a, a, a raising and a lowering of difficulty. So let me just touch on that right here while we're in the middle of these quotes, sources, openings, closings, all of these things on the uh, um, overview box. Okay, so uh, as I said before, I could take this and I could say, okay, you know, third graders, fourth graders, everybody is going to write a one paragraph essay about a movie or a book that had an elephant as their main character or as a big character, right? We are just taking this, what is like a, a sixth or seventh grade uh, essay, especially when we bump it up with quotations or more sentences per paragraph or a specific opening type that they have to do or a specific closing type or something. We can bump it up, bump it up, bump it up, but we can also just take it down really, really easily, right? And uh, one thing that I think would be really fun is to have them each choose a different characteristic or a different book slash movie, and then put all those paragraphs together in one long essay about elephants in literature and film. How fun is that? Uh, and, and the younger kids would really, really love that. I've done that before where I put all their essays in a booklet for them and gave it to them at the end of the year uh, about a certain, a certain essay that they did really well on. That's fun. Okay, so then bumping it up, of course, you could also do two paragraphs and no opening and no closing. You'll just do a thesis statement and a thesis statement reloaded, which are explained um, in the checklist challenge that every project has with it. Um, but you can also bump up the difficulty. So they could be all basic writing five sentences, six sentences per paragraph. Um, you could have um, no quotes. You could have, you know, two, three pieces or two pieces of sourced information uh, that they didn't already know or something. Um, or you could be on the other end where you're trying to uh, make this fun essay into something that eighth and ninth graders could even use. And in that case, you would bump up all of the skills and the expectations that are associated with it. So, um, you know, you would say the three paragraphs, but you would say, um, six to eight sentences in each paragraph. And then you would say, everybody's doing an opening, everybody's doing a closing. And then you would say, I want everybody to use at least one source per paragraph. So I want you to get different sources. So that would get them more, give them more experience in researching. So I want each of your paragraphs to have a different source. All right, so that would be another way to bump up the difficulty. <clears throat> Quotations always bump up the difficulty. So you could say, everybody has to do a quote opening or a quote closing. Or you could say, everybody has to have one quote someplace in their essay, right? And then if I really wanted to make this more difficult, I would do something like I'm doing with my highest level research kids uh, right now. And, and that is three different uh, types of difficult quotation layouts, split quotes, uh, speech tag colon quotes, and um, um, speech tag colon, um, compound sentence with a quote only in part of it. So anyway, um, which we're just doing right now in research class. Okay, let's keep moving. Here we go. All right, so the first thing we always do is come to the sample. And uh, I did talk a lot about uh, opening and closing paragraphs last time. 
Um, but one of the things that I would do right here, actually that we just did yesterday, and I would uh, have them take a highlighter and say, count the paragraphs, one, two, three, come down underneath the third one, draw a line, and uh, over here in the margin, write opening paragraph. And then they inevitably say, why are there three opening paragraphs? So on and so forth. And then I remind them that this, and then I say, why do you think there are three paragraphs? And somebody almost always, actually they did already on Monday and Tuesday this week, somebody always, uh, almost always says, because it's dialogue. And I'm like, yes. Remember every time we change paragraphs, every time we change speakers, we change paragraphs. So that is why, okay? So then we do that. And then we come down here and mark the first paragraph and we write POBA in the margin. The second paragraph, we put a line under that, write POBB beside that, uh, two, POBB, paragraph of body B. And then we do put a line under the third one and write POBC, paragraph of body C. And then I tell them just, you know, put the line underneath that uh, POBC. And then there is more for the closing that we'll talk about in a little bit. All right, so then we dig into here and I, we first of all find the thesis statement. All right, and then we underline that. So here it is at the end of the opening. Besides this tale, three other famous stories that include elephants are Rudyard Kipling's The Elephant Child in the story collection, Just So Stories, Disney's Dumbo, and Dr. Seuss's Horton Hears a Who. All right, and then we we, while we're in here, we talk about minor works like This Elephant's Child is inside Just So Stories. So it's a minor work with quotation marks. And this is a title of a book that it's in. So it's a major work with italics. And the same thing with Dumbo and the same thing with Horton Hears a Who. Those were italicized because they're major works. All right, then um, we uh, come here and we say the first book or tale that has an elephant in it is called The Elephant's Child. So that means that the first paragraph should have The Elephant's Child. So we come down here, we highlight first story, we circle elephant's child, we draw an arrow to the margin, and um, uh, no, no, we, we do this. We draw, we highlight it here in elephant's child, draw an arrow to the margin, and then write uh, POBA because the elephant's child is going to go, going should be in POBA. So we do that with all the paragraphs. The first one's elephant child, there it is. Okay, it's in the opening. Okay, the next one is Dumbo, paragraph body C, B. So yep, there's that one, that's in the same order. And then Horton, here's a who is the last paragraph of the body. And we uh, highlight it here in the opening paragraph and draw an arrow to the margin and write POBC. So this is teaching them that when you have an essay uh, not necessarily report because that is based on how many paragraphs it is. And there are a lot of factors, but when you're talking about a uh, five paragraph, you know, informational essay, so to speak, expository, exposing uh, people to uh, information that you need to put in your thesis, the three things that you're writing about, and you need to put them in this order, in the same order in your thesis statement as your paragraphs will fall in your essay. All right, so then we come through here and we read all about the support information. So the first story, The Elephant's Child, focuses on the elephant's unique and useful trunk. Okay, so this is all going to be about the elephant's child. We have a topic sentence right here. We have a transition and there is a transition lesson in this. There um, is also a quote lesson in this um, lesson somewhere. <laughs> but the first one, transition, first one's called Elephant Child. 
Um, it has quotations around it because it's a minor work and everything here is going to be about that. And then we read it. Okay, then we do the same thing here. Second one, yep, that's the second one in the thesis, in the opening paragraph, in the topic, in the thesis statement, good. Okay, that's how it has to be, right? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so second tale, Dumbo. And then they know that this is going to be a summary of um, the tale, Dumbo. And then the third one is um, Horton Hears a Who. Yep, that's the third one in the thesis statement also, good. This is a final, highlight that, final story. There's our third um, transition, right? Uh, and like I said, in the transition lesson, there are like dozens and dozens for them to choose from that they, in, a, in, the, in that lesson, in a box. All right, so then they write all about that. Okay, so then we come back here and we say, remember, or I say, <laughs> remember that you uh, write your body of your essay so they would have already outlined it. I'll show you the steps in just a second, but you write, the, you, you research, you write the outline, you write the body. And then once the body is written, then you can choose the type of opening paragraph that you think would draw your reader in. They've already created their thesis statement. That's always first, right? They've always, they all have already decided what their thesis statement is going to be and what the three uh, topics a paragraph are right. The first one was Elephant Child, the next one was uh, Dumbo, and the last one was Horton Here's a Who. They've already decided that. So they don't need to write an opening paragraph before they ever write the body just to remind them of what they're writing about. Their thesis statement does that. And what this does is this frees them up then later after they've written the body to come back and say, what type of opening would be good for this? Well, like I just said a little bit ago, the uh, I've never seen an elephant fly song slash poem would be a great opener if you were talking about unique characteristics, right? I mean, there and you know they if there's if they're talking about times that elephants are used in war, uh, then it might be a quote opening about elephants in war, right? So they're going to be able to write a unique, um, very uh, thorough very inviting opening paragraph after they've written the body. All right, so then we talk about this opening and there are three paragraphs to it because there are three people speaking. And then we say, <clears throat> um, um, a third blind man stuck his arm out, but to see how he fared, you'll have to wait until the end of this essay. So this is something that I teach a lot and that is book ending your essay. So you can bookend an essay by having half of a quote in the opening and the other half in the closing, by having half of your information. Suppose you're doing a, an informative, um, suppose you are doing um, uh, um, something about um, um, three, um, not unique characteristics, three, uh, way, three ways that elephants have been used in history. And so then maybe you have an opening quote that are an opening paragraph that's informative about elephant strength and elephants um, uh, uh, compliance and elephants, uh, uh, their ease of the ease of keeping them, which I can imagine them because they're ginormous. But at any rate, you, you can do an opening, informative opening, right? Because then you're gonna talk about three ways times they were used in history. So you could do an informative opening. And then you could, if you wanted to divide up that opening 
as half of it in the opening and half of it in the closing. So that would be another book ending. Another great book ending is half of a poem in an opening and half of a poem in a closing. So we talk all about these and about how well done this is because you want to know what the blind man, what happened to the blind man? The first, uh, the first blind man um, fell off the trunk and said, this is an animal like a snake. The next one felt the ears and said, it's an animal like a fan. The third one, stuck out his arm, but you'll have to wait till the end of the story to find out the rest. How cool is that? Such a great sample. This is why samples are crucial in teaching students how to write. They are just, they're everything that you can just teach directly from a sample that while they're highlighting and marking and putting arrows in the margin and, and circling uh, um, transitions and under highlighting thesis and underlining each topic, paratropic uh, sentence of each paragraph and so on. It's just fantastic. All right, so then there's the second one about Dumbo, the second POV, and then the POVC about Horton Hears a Who. And then here is the rest of the story. Third blind man, fourth blind man. So the third blind man touched his leg. It's like a tree. <clears throat> fourth blind man touched his tusk. It's like a spear, he says. Um, of course, the elephant was all of these at once. So we're wrapping it up with the um, what the what the blind men said, bring, bringing it all together for one animal. It's one animal, but it's all of those things, and um, it's a fascinating creature to write a story about. Not only is this is elephant tale famous, but three other stories, and then they're re he's retelling his thesis statement in the closing paragraph in his thesis statement reloaded. Okay, I'm gonna run out of time. So I'm gonna take you quickly through the lesson. So, um, cause we would be jumping back and forth between the lesson and the sample. So they're gonna choose their aspect. They're gonna write their three parts. They're going to brainstorm anything they can think of. I always like to have students brainstorm anything that they think about that or that they might already know or that they might think is, would be cute or fun or funny or informative or um, great to have in those paragraphs, then they're going to research and finish filling in the brainstorming box. Now I give my students a minimum that the brainstorming box has to be filled in. I'm not saying that kids are slackers, but when I do not give them a minimum, they might have two lines here, two lines here, two lines here, which means they're gonna have to go back and research as they're outlining or even as they're writing, which is no good, right? We want them to have all the information in front of them. Uh, so. Um, when I do this, I just did it yesterday. I did it with um, some younger kids and then I did it with an older group of kids. So um, I would base it on the age or the, um, the uh, uh, um, abilities of that group. But I would say that by the time they put in their own ideas and then they research to get a lot more about that topic, that I always have them do two thirds. I have them draw a line, highlight line right straight across. And I say, you can always put in more. And if you do put in more, you are going to have a stronger essay, but you can't do less. And then for the older kids, I'll have them do everything but the four lines at the bottom or something. And again, I tell them they could, of course, do it all if they want to. All right, so then we're gonna move into their thesis statement. And here's a sample for them. Here's a, here are the steps, B. So they're going to do B and then they're going to uh, do more read through this and remind them you know, not to say in this essay, you will learn about, you know, and so forth. Um, and here is the working thesis statement sample. 
And again, I emphasize to them that this is a working thesis statement because they can tweak it later according to the type of opening paragraph that they're going to use. Um, so right now we're just getting your three aspects down in a sentence in the order that you're going to do them in your paper. And then they write it there and then they're ready to outline. All oh, this is a transition lesson. Uh, so we go back into the sample and do that, which we, which I did with you. <laughs> I did it. I did it just now um, as I was in the sample, but this also lets them go back in and out of the sample to try to find the transitions. There are transition words and phrases that they can use. This box is a little smaller uh, since this is smaller than the high school one. The high school one is longer than that. All right now they're going to outline their original paragraphs, doing these steps, work in their brainstorming box review it, mark through anything they don't want, add any information that they feel like they're, they're missing, and then number the information if they wanna change it. If they decide that, no, 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 I really want paragraph three to be first. It's the most unique characteristic. It's the strongest. It's the one that I had the most information about. And so I want that to be first. So then they just renumber them. It's, it's not a big deal. They can change it anytime. All right, and then they are going to outline. And my kids know what this means, but for you guys, topic of paragraph A, that means not elephants, elephants, elephants. I just wrote about that in a Monday Minute email. So if you're on my email list, you would have gotten that email about uh, things I say every week to kids. And I say, your topics, uh, your paragraph topics cannot be elephants, elephants, elephants. And then they all laugh. And it's actually quite fun as almost all teaching is. All right, so topic of paragraph A, topic of paragraph B and so forth. And then I say, remember how the story said, the first story that contains an elephant, the second story that contains an elephant, the final story. So just jot down some words here to remind you that you are going to have a transition going from the previous paragraph to the next. So in paragraph of body A, that would be, you're gonna eventually have something that goes from the opening to the body. And then you have all these support sentences of information that you're going to outline. Okay, the same thing with B and the same thing with C. And then they're going to write, the body, uh, that is not in here for some reason, they're going to write the body and then they're going to write openings. And I give them some ideas here. And um, I just, I love talking about openings and closings. That's a real favorite of mine. All right. And then they're going to write their closing and that, and then they're going to uh, put it all together. Usually do a checklist challenge, um, really 98% of the time, do a checklist challenge. Uh, on that paper, and then they will turn in their rough draft on top, their checklist challenge chart on the bottom, and a clip, and they'll put a clip on it, and that will be turned in, uh, and that will go out to the editor or the grader, and then uh, editor slash grader, and then it'll come back to me, and I will edit on top of my editor's edits, and, and grade that, and then it'll go back to them. So that is how it all happens. That is the magic um, of essay writing for fifth through ninth grade students are thereabouts. All right, so don't forget, you can get this week's episode, uh, the video, the audio, the um, description, the um, teacher's notebook, all here, forward slash how I teach, language arts lady blog. And then you can get all of them here at forward slash teacher's notebook. All right, here are, a few related products that I have for free, uh, just mainly because of the levels. So there are probably essays 
Um, and these also have videos of me teaching uh, direct to direct camera. So uh, your student print this off and have your student use it while I teach on the video. And those are all free. Those, um, there's one of each level. I just have three, four, and five listed here, but there's one lesson for each level and one video that goes with each free freebie download. Uh, okay, and here are some other products that are similar. So we're talking about other types of essays, right? So uh, the question and answer essay, the, the three the, the paragraphs for castles, uh, three types of castles, I think that one is, three castle objects you want as friends, uh, the before and after Beauty and the Beast uh, description, com comparison description for what level is that? It doesn't say, but that is um, actually level five. Um, and character analysis of a Beauty and the Beast character. That is also level five. Christmas decorations, Q&A, reporter, essay. Elves and Shoemaker, well, that's a twice told tale. That's a story. Three holiday traditions, uh, three places to find elephants, three reasons animal treatment laws should be passed, three movie quotes, three ways fairy tales help kids, uh, just on and on and on. I love these projects. I'm really excited, very um, happy to be bringing, bringing right for a month um, uh, so that you know, public schools can use it, homeschoolers can use it, and they can really be used anywhere. All right, and they are also in my faith-based books, uh, Meaningful Composition, and those are all downloadable now too. All right, thank you so much for joining me uh, on this How I Teach, and I will look forward to seeing you uh, on Instagram or in, uh, Monday mini emails or next time on this broadcast.